11 seconds left in Super Bowl 57, 35, 35 tie. The kick is good, and Kansas City leads 38-35 with eight seconds to go. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection. Hello and welcome to another Arrowhead's Broad podcast. Um, tonight you got myself Neil. I'm joined by my comrade in arms, Tomo. Tomo, how are you doing, man? Uh, very good, thank you. Yourself? I'm very well, thank you. Are you very good because we're going to another Super Bowl? In the words of DJ Khaled, another one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pretend yeah. I'm going to yeah, pretend that I understand that reference. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Just, just like we all predicted, um, the Chiefs beat mm. the Ravens uh, seventeen to ten mm. in a game that never particularly felt close. It's the three playoff games have been so similar to me because each time you kind of watch the first two drives and go, "Yeah, we've got this in the bag." Um, mm. And I watched the Ravens go three and out, and then the Chiefs just marched down the field and went, "Yeah, okay." Mm. This game's you could have called it at the end of the first two drives for me. Um Yeah. It's mad it's mad how shit they've been all season. That might yeah. be a little bit harsh, but how un unusually unchiefs like they've been. And then they just turn up mm. in the playoffs and go bang, bang, bang. Go to Baltimore, don't mind. Go to Buffalo, don't mind. Miami mm. high flying offense, don't care. It's mad. I find it I've, such a like that was such a weird game because if I'm totally honest, I was so confident we were going to beat the Ravens. I've got, I had nothing really to base it on. I just I believed that we were going to beat them. I was more convinced we were losing the Buffalo game than the, than the Ravens game. Really? I, Ravens I was the complete game, opposite. I thought no, nah, I thought there was no chance they were losing to the Ravens. I, just, I don't know. I just I think it was literally just a quarterback thing. I thought Josh Allen had the firepower to keep up, whereas just, I, I, I really think, you know, that flat track bully thing, I really think Lamar's one of them. I, I really, really mm-hmm. do. I think he's like Tua, and that's that's doing him a really disservice for a two-time MVP. But I think I think that shit works in the regular season. But come the playoffs where, you, where teams, good teams, take away what you're best at, I don't think he's got another, like another gear. I don't, I don't think there's... I don't think there's a secondary attack with him. His stat line was... I was looking at his stat line there before um, you joined me. Like He was 20 of 37, but he had 272, touchdown and interception, eight mm. carries for 54 yards. Like If you were just stat surfing, you'd go, yeah, he did all right. Yeah, but, but I think he had about 100 yards to Zay Flowers on, yeah. two, on two just messes of a play. The first one, he should have been sacked. Uh, mm-hmm. He gets away. You've got to credit his elusiveness, and then he finds Zay Flowers matched up on Nick Bolton, and yeah, and he's, still, he's ideal. I'm not taking it away from him. He's still got to put that in a bucket. It's a very very good throw. The second one to Zay Flowers, you could argue, is underthrown and cost them a touchdown, and then events transpire afterwards and luxurious sneeze transpires <coughs> afterwards. Yeah, no, exactly. Don't don't poke the beast. But yeah, yeah I, I didn't. I never felt threatened by Lamar Jackson pass, like dropping back to pass. I think Romo said in the third quarter, Zay Flowers caught a kind of like an in route and 
he said like that's the fourth catch by a Ravens wide receiver in the game in mm. the third quarter. So I think there's kind of some stat padding going on there. I'm just looking at the stats. Beckham had three for 22. I never even noticed he was playing. Mm-hmm. The longest longest was eight yards. Aguilar had one for 39. And Bateman had one for two. And that was their their wide receivers outside Zay Flowers. <coughs> but I, I couldn't understand the run game. Um, because that that's like such a dominant part of their offense. And to just not bother like it's not like they tried it and it wasn't working mm-hmm. they ran it five times to running backs in the and whole four, game well four of them were in the first half yes and and one of them was to Gus Edwards for 15 yards yeah like it, it, it kind of begs the question like, what 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 were you doing yeah yeah but I, like, I, I mean I is it a case, I mean, we were just talking there before we started recording. Was it a case that Spags was just dialing up looks where Lamar looks at it and goes, yeah, we're not running into that. Let's pass. Because that is the only explanation I've got, because I, I cannot think for a second after you'd run for was it 240 yards the previous week that your game plan and the Chiefs are poor at defending the run. Your game plan isn't hand it off first down and second down and you've probably got nine of your yards and then you can choose what you want to do then on third down i i i, I it just baffles me i'm we talked before i honestly think that my takeaway from this season is well firstly as we say every year at this point that the regular season doesn't matter but b is that obviously one a for the chiefs is having patrick mahomes but one b is having this coaching staff because mm. I'm glad you didn't just say Andy Reid there because 100%. There's, there's there's not, others there's, deserve yeah. credit as well. You can go you can go through loads. I mean, like special teams, you can look at Joe Cullen, the offensive line was yep. very, very good throughout the playoffs so far. Uh, obviously, Andy Heck, yep. Nagy for whatever. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what Nagy contributes exactly. Well, he's having some impact there whether it's just morale or whether he's actually calling <laughs> slash designing players i'm not sure but um i think having a wild coach team in these situations just it, just the, it, you have to have good coaching decisions because the ravens shot themselves in the foot so many times whether it's play calling whether it was ill discipline which to me comes down to coaching there's so many things and the chiefs just had little advantages all over the field and the third quarter, and to be honest, the fourth quarter, right, on offense, didn't didn't look good, and it wasn't good. But what it was doing was just keeping the clock moving, because yeah. they were like, well, until the Ravens prove, until the Ravens prove they can score, we kind of just need to yeah, not make a mistake, which at the time is really hard to watch. But when you watch it back, you go, oh yeah, the clock's ticking quite a lot here. Like three minutes has gone off the clock and we haven't really gone anywhere and we've punted, but they also can't do anything, so it's just kind of going back and forth. It's like, but well, even when they, them. even when they had the ball, they were taking three, four, yeah. five minute drives mm-hmm. and punting or throwing an interception. Like they never looked like doing anything with their possessions in the second half. 
like there was never a fear that they were going to score sufficient points to win the game. That was just that wasn't happening. I I recall myself saying three or four times during Ravens' drives, it's taking too long. Yeah, it's taking it's fine. It's taking too long. Even if they score, it's taken miles too long for them to score. Like there's no they weren't hitting on anything downfield, so they just kind of sacked that off. And then everything underneath, like, kind of, fine, take your time. We're not going anywhere. And I really do think that if the Chiefs had have needed it, it's scary because sometimes I do worry that you can't kick yourself back into gear. Switch it on when you need to. But I'm not sure how much they were trying in the third Mm. and fourth quarter to, to really push the ball downfield because that's when mistakes happen. The last thing you want is someone getting picked off like, or a fumble or just anything bad happening. So just keep playing conservatively. And the clock just drained and drained and drained. And then all of a sudden we're coming up with five minutes left. You're going, well, if they score here, they can make it dodgy. But it, never, it was just never in doubt. But we said before, Neil, we said, We've got to get up 10, and that's why we wanted to yep. take the ball. And I know we had yep. a joking interaction on Twitter about, well, Andy Reid, uh, Andy Reid's a better coach than me. I'll take him. Yep. And what did they do? Free and out, and they got the ball. So essentially, they got the ball first anyway because the defense got us a start. They go down and score seven straight away. And that's my only slight criticism was the third down looked like Kelsey had got a first down, and then the fourth down we get stopped. I think you just take I- the point. There were a lot of people on Twitter because I, I was doing the tweet machine during the game and there were a lot of people who were going, oh, why didn't you challenge? Why didn't you challenge? Ah, he was down before. Like that, that was not, it, it was I, not a first day. Judging by the reaction, people thought you got it. But either way, in my opinion, you kick the three points there because yeah. you saw what happened when the Chiefs got up two scores. The Ravens abandoned the run game. I think we had an opportunity there to to go up 10 earlier and make it difficult from, and the second we got up 10 points, I was like, oh, it's getting interesting. Now. So I just don't believe he can pick apart. You saw the read on the interception. There's no read. I don't care if, I don't care if there's some petty PI while the ball's in the air and they're all entitled to go for the ball, whatever. It won't catch ball anywhere. He's You're throwing the ball. Triple coverage. He's, triple. Yeah. You throw it into triple coverage with the game on the line. The worst thing is, you need a field goal. You could just throw it out of the back of the end zone and kick the field goal. You're still in the game. There's literally the worst thing he could have done in that scenario. And, oh, just boggles my it's, head. Is this going back to your last week? Anyone who plays Madden knows you don't do that. Like, it's just situational. It's, it's, it's all situational. It's football IQ. It's yeah. football IQ, isn't it? I think... Just as a person, I like to understand the why with everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when it comes to theoretical and tactical and essentially football IQ, that's where I just I I'm a bit of a geek for those things. So like at the end of I was moaning at half time because with eight seconds to go, the Chiefs called a timeout to kick the field goal. Now to me it makes no sense because we're not going anywhere. You just leave everybody there. You wait till three seconds because the ball's on a field goal. So much of a geek I am. When you kick a field goal, it takes three seconds off the clock, right? No matter how close you are, it takes three seconds off the clock. So you wait till three seconds, you call the timeout. It's the end of the half. So that, that I was doing my nut about that. And you think about it and you go, but if there's an offensive penalty, then 
you wouldn't have time to run the play again and the half again. So it's just all little nuanced things. But going back to your original point about Lamar, it, situationally, you've got to know it's a two-score game. Well, it's, it's, it's not like it's, a, it, it's different if it's a 14-point game. Yes, you've got to score a touchdown. It's a 10-point game. Just kick the field goal. What are you doing? It's it's one of the most boneheaded plays again after last week. Since last week. <laughs> Since last week. <laughs> and he's gonna be the MVP of the league. It's, I know. It makes no sense. It makes no sense at all that he made that choice in that moment. But I think they lost their heads to Ravens. I think somewhere in that third quarter. Well, in fact I know the exact point it was. It was <laughs> from the Jerry Sneak. Was it when Kelsey was when it wasn't when Kelsey um, was joined with Van Noy and Van Noy headbutted him. Well, that as well. But I, mean, I think it was. I think it was when they finally scored a touchdown. Well, thought they'd scored a touchdown, but in fact, did knocked the ball out. So, I think it was at that moment they just it just didn't feel like it was going to be their day, did it? Uh, it didn't, but I, I think it hadn't felt like that for quite some time before that in the game as well. Yeah. But I say. So I was on a podcast before the season started. We were doing a season preview and they were saying, like, what's your, what's your expectation for the season? And I say Super Bowl because. Yeah. Like you've got you've got five years of evidence that saying the Chiefs are going to be at least in the AFC championship game and the two that they lost, they should have won. So they should have been in five in a row, really. So. Yeah. Like you're you're picking the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl, but then you watch them through the season, you go, oh, this, like, so many doubts. But then, like, how how do they come out in the playoffs and just go, right now we're going to start taking it seriously? Like, I I don't understand the difference between regular no, season no. this season and playoffs this season because it is such a stark difference between the two. But you put it down, you can you can be as wide or as narrow as you want what you're thinking but I think the the easiest way to look at that as an example is MVS because it makes no sense to me that over how long is the season 17 weeks 18 17 weeks it makes no sense to me that over 17 weeks all the evidence suggests like he's not very good and then because it's now the playoffs he catches stuff he didn't catch anything in a regular season. The, 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 that doesn't make sense. It's not even, I, I don't know, it, it it just doesn't make sense. It's not a theoretical thing that's changed. It, it no. just, you just catch the ball instead of not catch it. You can't, you can't put a reason as to why that happened, but it does. I, it's just is, it fo- is it focus? Yeah. Is it like, they just... You can't tell shoot. me... Do, is it just hard during the regular season to like be as disciplined as you need to be to to win like the vast majority of your games then when you get to the playoffs you go right now we have to dial in now we have to be focused now shit matters because like now it's losing your season's done so if you lose to the bills in week 14 don't fucking matter like it's what it's one out of 17 but when it comes to a but, catch, like catching the ball, like MVS, right? The only way I can kind of, like, as uh, we're a British podcast, right? So let's go, let's go 
British example, it's like having a penalty in in football or soccer, right? Yeah. Okay. If you have a, if you have a penalty in a league game, I swear you're concentrating no less running up to hit that than in, in a League Cup final. It, to me, it doesn't. There's not a reason why you'd start randomly catching the ball because the, the games matter more. Do you get what I mean? See, I thought you were going. I thought you were going to go cricket there, and it's like you face the quick opening bowlers, and your concentration has to be on. That's mm-hmm. playoff football. But then they bring some absolute fat spud on, who's turning over, mm-hmm. like lobbing pies up at you, Maybe and your concentration goes because you're going, oh, this this is easy now, and it it's like the regular season is just too easy for them, and mm-hmm. it's only when the playoffs come in it actually, you know. If we lose this, then we're done. Oh mm. shit, we best we best start, you know, focusing and trying now and concentrating now. I, I thought that's where you're heading with that one there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, you can go both ways. I just when Pat throws that ball up to MVS, and to be totally honest, I think if he drops it, we're still in the game. I just say it, but I had like, I thought, well, yeah, because ninety percent chance but, he dropped that ball. Uh, they were, one of the hardest catches he's had all season. He literally had to turn around, and he I just yeah. What? I don't know. This team just it, it, you say this team right because there's such turnover on the roster every year. But just this last five years, this is this is such a clutch team. They're just yeah. in in the in the biggest moments. I just don't know any other team. That, that that's like it that that has these moments there's no one in the AFC there's no one in the NFC that has like you look over the last five years some of the storylines that the Chiefs have had and plays that you can point back to like we have like we have like plays that have names like Jet Chip mm. Wasp like that go down in history they have these clutch moments but five years worth of them it's just it's just crazy it's I know insane them, it's, it's, you just wonder when and how because i said to you on the podcast last week i genuinely think we're a better team next year than this year yeah i agree i don't i, I don't how they're doing it with these wide receivers is, is pretty wild but i just i'm lost for words that how, how we're here again i can't i cannot believe we're here again i if you'd asked me in week 12 mm. like are, are you going to the super bowl no mm. absolutely not a chance absolutely no. not a chance we'll win the division that's fine um i don't think at that stage i really thought we'd get the number one seed because we weren't playing that great kind of around then but they just they just have this like pressure defying gene in the that goes through the whole team and it's just like mm-hmm. yep this this is our time to shine this is us this is what we do and like I'm looking at the 49ers in the Super Bowl and I'm I'm not worried like I I don't particularly want to kind of get into the game but I you go the list of the, yeah absolutely yeah I'm the Super Bowl is kind of like the Buffalo game for me, where I was, I never had any doubts we were going to beat Buffalo. And at the moment, I don't really have any doubts we're going to beat the 49ers. Mm. 
Well, hopefully. I mean, so, hopefully, yeah, but it's it's the Super Bowl and you shouldn't feel that way. But mm-hmm. it's just like, well, I've seen enough of this yeah. over the past few years to go, like, nothing faces them. Nothing's a problem. Double-digit deficit, doesn't matter. Travel on the road to two of the hardest teams in the AFC, doesn't matter. Play the number one offense, doesn't matter. Play the number one defense, doesn't matter. Like, mm. nothing nothing is capable of stopping them at the moment except themselves. And they've stopped stopping themselves right now. And and you look at the Super Bowls we've been in, right? You go, mm-hmm. um, let's try and go through these. So is Jimmy G right the first one? Quarterback we played in the biggest moment, can't make the pass. Yep. Then you come back, you've got Tom Brady, Bucks, yep. am I right? Yeah. Yep. Tom Brady, obviously there was other issues, but you're playing a very, very, very good quarterback that could cause you problems. And then you've got the Eagles, right? So yeah, it's Jalen Hurts and to Wait, be honest, out of his out of his skin, out of his mind. And if he'd have had the ball last, Eagles probably win. And then you come back to Brock Purdy. And at some point, at some point in the game, he's going to have to make a throw, right? And he's been incredible and a million times more than what everyone thought he could be. But at some point in this game, he's going to have to make a pressure throw, a big throw under pressure, off-platform. Can you make it? And I'm kind of happy with who we're playing, if, if I'm totally honest. I don't, I don't know what it was about the Lions. I just, I'd have felt icky about that matchup. I don't know why. I think it's just their no fear. Sometimes you go no fear against the Chiefs, like and you're going for fourth downs and stuff. And YOLO. Yeah, just, just a bit like the first, a, a bit like Brandon Staley before he got in his own head. Mm-hmm. Like where he just fully just going for everything. And it was like, oh my what, God, this is What do we always head. say? always say about playing against the Chiefs you need calculated aggression mm-hmm. you need to go for it on fourth down you have to take chances you need to try and force turnovers on defense you need to make the most of your possessions punting in your own half yeah okay punting in the Chiefs half of the field absolutely fucking not if you're on the 47 yard line I'm going for it on fourth down because you're only going to get 20 yards net gain anyway probably and that's going to take the Chiefs like three plays to get it back so just go for it like what what difference does it make at the end of the day and I, I think you're right the Lions I'm not sure whether it's quite calculated aggression with the Lions it's just like outright aggression yeah they kind of they went out they died out they lived didn't they really no yeah and that's and that's what I admire that I admired Staley when he did it in the first season even though he was taking shit for it, I was like, I, I can see why mm. he was doing it. But he then completely did a 180 the next season yeah, and went yes. completely into his shell. And it's like, you're either, you either believe in this and you have the courage of your conviction to say, I'm going to do this, or you don't believe in it and you're just doing it because analytics tells you to, mm. maybe. Yeah. And then... The other thing about the quarterback situation, I mean, going into this game, whoever it was going to be, right? The Chiefs have had so many missed sacks because of elusive Josh Allen, because of elusive Lamar Jackson. This team, Brock Purdy, 
slightly, but he's nowhere near what they've come up against. They can, you know, you you saw them talking about how they had to rush in their lanes yes. to contain the pocket. You don't have to do that anymore. You literally just tee off at this point because he's not, you're not worried about getting burnt. And if he burns you, like, kind of so what? You kind of take that risk anyway. So this defense can really cook some stuff up. Whereas I feel like they were having to hold a few things back against Baltimore and, and Buffalo. You're in a situation now where you, you're like the Bills game, where you just send the house at someone like Brock Purdy. How much has he seen? Because he's not a, he's not a, a vet by any means. So you can cook up some stuff he hasn't seen before. You can trick him with coverage. You can trick him with blitzes. Um I agree very, with all of this. And I think you'll probably see a very similar game to this where the Chiefs are kind of stuttering on offense, but pretty, pretty steady on defense. I don't know, because last time we played them, we played them last season, wasn't it, in San Francisco, and we absolutely missed them mm-hmm. completely, like 40-odd to 20 or something like that. Yeah. Was that last season or the season before? I think it might have been last season because I remember he put Nick Bosa in a blender as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they just jet sweep the bejesus <coughs> out of Nick Bosa. Right, I, lost like, you there. I lost you there for a second, so I didn't hear the first bit of it, if that's what he said. But but yeah, yeah, it's it's exactly right. They they just ran sideways all the time. And it's like, didn't McCall Harden have three touchdowns off the top of my head off jet sweeps? Oh, uh, yes, that was, yeah, I, I see what you mean, yeah. Wasn't it like week fifteen or something or week fourteen? Like no, really it was a, it was early in the, it was early. Like, maybe it wasn't I'm that say, game. I'm gonna say week <coughs> six or somewhere around there. I'm speaking of, the schedule. Speaking of McCall, he was um, nowhere to be seen, was he? This he was on one one offensive snap. Was he? Uh, it was week seven last season. It was forty four twenty three. Well, there you go. Well, hopefully we'll take that in the Super Bowl, Tyler. Absolutely. It's, going back to the McCall thing, right, because I think this, this is something that I wanted to address. I think probably around week seven, eight or something, we'd have done a podcast. And I very specifically remember having the conversation with you saying this is this is too much. Like the wide receiver room was too much. There's too much going on. It's like, oh, you're trying to get him involved. And then another three mm. guys come on. And I remember us saying that we needed to pick the guys yeah. that you wanted to be and just decide now. It was probably after a loss at some point. And we were like, we've, we've <laughs> got to decide. We've literally got to decide who the three guys are. You've got Kelsey Pacheco. Who are your other three guys? Who yeah. are they? And you've got to decide who they are and just play them so they get the reps and they build and build and build. And I don't think they've necessarily done that, but they've definitely, as the season's gone on, they've, they've, focused, filtered, haven't they? they've filtered the stuff that didn't work scheme-wise. They've filtered the players that are just unusable, which is really sad because I really do think there's a player in there with Kadarius Tony, but I think he's too far gone with the Chiefs. I'd, they've just decided it's not happening, which is yeah. crazy considering... A year ago, what we were saying about him after the last Punt return in the Super Bowl, young man. Yeah, Punt return I mean, in the Super Bowl. Exactly. I mean, that's paid for itself anyway. But you, they, they've streamlined what they're doing. They've streamlined the personnel, and it's kind of, 
it's surprising they look this much better. But you know, I'm not surprised good things have started to happen. They've focused on Kelsey. They've focused on Rice. MVS has been a constant, whether we liked it or not. It's what we asked for. They picked the three guys. And then the kind of the third guy, to be fair, is on a bit of a rotation. That tends to be Watson. It tends to be Richie James occasionally. But for Richie the James part, played a bigger role in this game. Like he, yeah, he played more snaps. He dropped a catch. He did. Um, which made me laugh, actually, because a graphic came up that that was the first game this season the Chiefs haven't dropped a catch. And I was like, I very specifically remember Richie James dropping a catch. Um, okay. He played 21% of the snaps. He was, on, and he was in on 17 snaps. Hmm. Justin Ross played three snaps. Don't remember seeing him on the field. No, nor do I. What I like about it is that is they've got Noah Gray, Travis Kelsey, Rashi Rice, and yes. And if you go 11 personnel, you've got MVS, Rashi Rice, insert yeah, no, player. Watson, insert probably player, Watson. Which is better than what they were doing because they were rolling out like they were rolling out like MVS, Kadarius, Tony, and Watson, and then the next play it'd be. MVS, Rice, and Richie James. Mm. And then the next play, it would be some other Sky combination. Moore. It's Sky Moore, who, thank God, has been ejected into the sun as well. <laughs> like, I mean, He'll be back next year. He'll be back next year. It's it's no surprise to me that good things are happening now. You're not playing the likes of Sky Moore, mm-hmm. the likes of Kadarius mm-hmm. Tony, people mm-hmm. that were shooting us in the foot, yeah. can play off time, nowhere to be seen. Yeah, it's crazy to me. Like the defense have been there all year. They just needed to sort the offense out. And I think if you went through the season and I think if you had like a graph with the snap count and the players snap counts, I mean, we could probably put it together, right? It can't be that much. can't be that much yeah. hard. It can't be that hard. But I think if you had week one to 17 along the bottom and then you include these two games, you have all the you have snap count on the left. And you have the players' graphs. I'm utterly convinced that MVS will stay about the same. Rashi Rice will start low and then probably week five kind of get to the point where he stays. But I think you'll find Sky Moore started quite high and has just declined and Canaries Tony just fallen off. Oh, them guys would have just fallen off cliffs. Yeah, completely agree. And you know what the best thing is, right? They've benefited from it. And you go into next year and I don't know whether the damage is done or not with MVS. But he's redeeming himself. I don't know if you want to bring him back on eleven million, whatever it is no, next I year. Don't. No, so, uh, not really. But you do wonder whether if they do, how bad do you feel about this offense? Rashi Rice year two, you still got Kelsey. I don't not particularly happy about MVS, but he knows the system. And then you get that one guy, they need one more wide receiver that's usable and capable. I, I was thinking about this the other day because I was wondering, like, if if you win the Super Bowl, does that change your roster or your potential roster construction for the following season? Does it change how you see your roster? Because if you'd looked at this roster and let's say go back to week 12 again and the wide receivers, we were all going, they're just dog shit, like they mm. can't catch anything. If you go on to win the wide, uh, win the Super Bowl with those wide receivers, does that change your 
plans for next season? Do you bring back MVS on 12 million <laughs> when you thought he was brutal all season, but he's made like three catches in the playoffs that have made a difference? I think he's made it very tough. I I, I don't have a good answer for this. I do, because this is like the Super Bowl two weeks, so we do need to come up with stuff. And I, I have messaged a former GM to ask this question, and I'm curious mm. to see the answer. And I'm also going to try and see if I can get him to come on the show, but I don't know if he will or not. But it's, mm. hey, this this is the time of year where you just spam people's emails and go, oh, hey, people, fancy yeah. coming on, fancy coming on a podcast, yeah. So mm. I, I'd love to get him on because I'd be fascinated to know a general manager's opinion on this. But I. I don't think that it should, if you win the Super Bowl, I don't think it should change the body of work over the whole season, which hasn't been good enough. Mm. And I, I, even if you win the Super Bowl, I don't think that can be covered up. My concern with that is, because I'm with you, I don't think MVS should come back this year, because he's he's the major question, right? Because I think yes. wide receiver two... Or I don't, I don't know. Chiefs don't really have wide receiver one, two, three. It doesn't really work like that. But they've got MVS. Well, it's, it's Rashi Rice. Rashi Rice, and then who are your other two guys? Because at the moment you've got you filled one with MVS. Who knows the system? So do you want to be teaching two guys and have teething problems on two guys whilst also dealing with bloody Sky Moore trying to fix him because he's still going to be floating around? And then you've got the defensive side of the ball where you've got to pay Sneed or Chris Jones. I mean. Age surely dictates you pay Sneed, really. Yeah. Because the way I see it at the moment, it depends how much money's free as well. Because if you pay Sneed and you don't pay, do you know what I mean? If I don't, if you get rid of MVS, does that 11 million help you sign Sneed and Jones? It's, it would be tempting. Yeah. So it just opens up all these options, but. I, I think the only thing with the Sneed or Jones argument is we have three other really good corners and Sneed has been incredible this year, but we have McDuffie and we have Watson mm. and we have Williams and like that, that would be good enough for a lot of teams, mm. but we don't have a Chris Jones like part two. And yeah. that, that is the only thing that is making me doubt letting Jones walk and keeping Sneed. I would love to see, keep them both. See, there's a big part of me that thinks if there's a way, and the way involves cutting MVS for 11 million and restructuring or doing whatever you have to do, the way this defence has been, if you can keep that together for next year and you have to sacrifice the offence, the offense has shown it can figure it out because Kelsey's still going to be there. Rice is still going to be there. Are you really that stressed out that MVS isn't there? Probably not. Um, and you could probably... Is, is Kelsey going to be there, though? Like, I mean, I think if, if, they, win, win, if, they, if win, they win this one... Problem, it might be a problem, but I don't know. I don't know. just drive off into the sunset with Tay-Tay? Probably feels like a good time to go with his brother as well. Yeah. But, I mean, do you know what? If that happens, it happens. I think, Kelsey, I'd like to think, and I, 
I think Taylor actually likes going to the games as well. Loki, she seems, she seems to enjoy to it. Making good time. Um, who doesn't? Who doesn't love going to the games? Yeah. Like in fairness, I just, I just wonder, right, whether I, I like to think that Kelsey would give the organisation a heads up that this is his last year. He might have done that. Don't get me wrong. He might have said, "If we win, that's that." So just so they can prepare, because I'd have thought with Dalton Kincaid not far away in that draft, if Kelsey had turned around and said, "This is my last season," I think they draft him. Do you get what I mean? I yep. think. Yeah. I think he's been there long enough that he will give them a heads up. So I'd, I'd like, but then I don't know, emotionally wise, maybe just give a shit. I also, Taylor Swift wasn't knocking around on the scene. No, she wasn't. No, no. I just wonder whether that's a possibility. But at the end of the day, this is all long-term stuff. But we've got a Super Bowl to play in two weeks, which is just mad. Like, crazy. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's wild because for, just, it's four of the last five, Tomo. It's four of the last five Super Bowls we've been in. Just, uh, you just uh, you go into the playoffs just thinking surely not like surely not you can't do time. it again like, was, you can't do it no. again yeah I was like there's there's too many things that can go wrong we've got to play too many good teams in a row that someone that they can't stay consistent on offense this year it's the, they get it's just not this just not this year and do you know what? I was cool with that I said it at the start of the season I was like it's so hard to repeat this year I'm just not that arse. I'm just going to try and enjoy it because the chance of winning another Super Bowl is so slim like repeating. With all of the changes and everything going on. Everyone you listen to says, like, you need everything to go your way to win the Super Bowl. Mm. Like, there's so much luck involved. Mm. And um, you just have to have all the dominoes fall in your way. And here we are again. But it's so weird because you go through ups and downs throughout the season because I started the season, I said to you, I was like, I'm really not bothered. Like, I'm just going to enjoy this year. If, I was buzzing with Rashi Rice, obviously, with the drafting. And you just go along, it's like, ah, oh, whatever. And then you lose week one, you're like, brilliant. And you're going, a bit, you're going up and down, and obviously you've got Germany to look forward to. You go to Germany, like, that was my Super Bowl, to be honest, because I didn't think mm-hmm. we were going to. So I was like, as long as we win that, amazing experience. Come back. And I said to you even last week, I was like, do you know what? Whatever happens, happens. It's, yeah. it's crazy that we're even here. We're playing an incredible team. And their defense was as legit as it as it turned out. They were very good in the second half. In the second, yeah, but this it, it, it they're just here again, and now all of a sudden you got to get stressed out about a Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I'm even going to get stressed out about it because I just going back to what I said earlier. I find it very hard to see us losing just because, like, it's. It's Pat and Andy in the playoffs, and mm. you just cannot get around that. Like Terrace used to say, give me the best quarterback and head coach combination. Well, do you want Shanahan and Brock Purdy, or do you want Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? That's a no-brainer. Like, there, there is only one answer to that question. So you tell me, right, they start that game against the Ravens on fire. Yeah. I'm talking about the offense only. Yeah. Because yeah, the yeah. Def- defense is just legit. They yes. they're just legit throughout. They're elite. They're elite. Yeah, <clears throat> they are. The offense start out on fire. First two drives touchdowns. Third drive should have had a well should have had a minimum field goal right. 
and they go for it. They don't get it, whatever. Then they come back, still look good. They get the 10 point lead. And then it goes a little bit game management y for me. Yeah. Fine with that. Absolutely fine with that. You're telling me the Chiefs would have gone out and lost that game if it had come to it and it had come to three points or it had gone like level score or whatever. You're telling me the Chiefs leave plays because they've still got plays left i refuse to believe they used all their plays they, in they did not empty the clip to use they your phrase from the not, other week exactly they did not they played conservatively they made sure they didn't make any mistakes and they got out of there with the win and you go into this game in the super bowl the defense you know is gonna be legit you're telling me that's the best the offense has got. We've just seen no chance, absolutely no chance. And they and Matt Nagy said that they were going to use all. They're going to use everything they've got against Buffalo. They didn't, and they didn't then they didn't to. this week. They didn't need to again. But when they needed to, Neil, at the start of this game, they, they scored two touchdowns in yeah. two drives. Yeah. So when they need to in the Super Bowl, I fully expect this the same offense that we just seen for the first kind of quarter of the of the um of the AFC Championship game, that's what excites me because this is the first time you go, okay, we can fall back on the defence, but this offence is actually going to show up. The Super Bowl, like the Ravens game, is going to be, if you can get a 10-point lead, then it is very hard to see a route to the 49ers overcoming that because if they have to pass, Mm -hmm. then I... Brock Birdie against this defense to consistently put up enough points to win a game. I'm sorry, I don't see that at all. And to your point, we must say that they did just overturn a big deficit in the third quarter against the Lions. But the Lions, Lions though, isn't the Chiefs defense. And they not they the squeaked past the pack. It's like they've limped through the playoffs. They squeaked past the Packers. They squeaked past the Lions. They have not been com- they've not done what we've done and just like dismissed teams, which is what you want to see at this time of year. If if you told right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you three teams, right? So if you told the 49ers, the Cowboys, and the Eagles that their run to a Super Bowl would be the pack at the start of the season. Yeah. The Packers and the Lions. Yep. They'd have gone, thank you very much. Beat your hand off. Yep. Right. If you'd have told me that the Chiefs would have to go through Miami, Buffalo, and Baltimore, two out of the three two, away. Two of them away. Yeah. And Miami, no offense. Your home field advantage is Garbo. The two big away games were Buffalo and Baltimore. I'd be like, <laughs> I trust him, Pat, but that's that's a big ask, man. Because you know to have to play three games, you didn't get the one seed either. It's like ah. So the Chiefs have proven it more than the 49ers have, in my opinion. And you got to remember the NFC is not as strong as the AFC. So where did the where where would the 49ers have finished in the AFC? What what division are you putting them in? Well, exactly. Yeah, I suppose so. It's just a kind of question that doesn't need an answer. It's more of a quality of team thing like very good yeah. but very good but in the AFC but there's, you there's a lot of very good teams in the yeah. AFC there's not as many good teams in the NFC 100% and I think you just keep looking at 
you keep looking at that matchup and it looks tastier and tastier. And, and the thing the, is, you have to beat the, the, the Ravens to get there. The 49ers are favourites. They're, they're one and a half point favourites with the bookies. I, I'm looking at that going, what what am I not seeing? What mm. what are the because the bookies aren't wrong very often. What are they seeing that I'm not? They probably well. Have they not the, watched the last three weeks? Like the, the one concern for me, the one concern for me is Charles Menahu because he was he yeah. played an absolutely stunning first half and then and then got injured and I'm I'm devastated for him because mm. I. He didn't was sign he... up for regular season games. He signed up to win in the playoffs. Yeah. And it's just such a shame for him, man. Yeah. But hey-ho, you got to go and get him a ring because he fully deserves one for his contributions this season. And Absolutely. I don't know what that injury... Oh, I mean, it's looking long picture again because we're the freaking Chiefs. It's not like we've got the Super Bowl in two weeks. But <laughs> it's long picture. I hope he's we, back we're and ready about for next season. season already yeah. even played. But this is the thing now. I said on the podcast last week, I'm more excited for next season than this season. We're in the freaking Super Bowl. Well, I am now, obviously, excited for the Super Bowl. But I'm so excited for what this team can be next year. And it's not even the draft. I don't really care about the draft. I will care. I don't. I just want to see what they do in free agency because I think this team, we could be so much better next year. It's crazy. Like, they're managing this. Like, last year, they had to manage Pat's injury. This year, they're having to manage... The roster, which is not great. But next year, I don't know, man. It's a, The big thing this year is that Pat's not, not got an injury going into this game because there's been a few seasons where we've we've gone through the playoffs with Pat nicked up and you wonder what he's going to be able to do and he turns into Superman. But he's he's like he's like at full strength going into this, which should scare you even more. I know. It's just, it's just so many cards in our favour here. Mm. I the only thing that worries me is that I'm missing something and I'm I'm just like I'm overconfident like Mm-mm. but at the same time I just can't talk myself into a circumstance where like the defense doesn't shut them down and Pat doesn't do more than enough to win the game. <laughs> it feels like those it feels like those Brady Manning ones where it's like well the Super Bowls, kind of before the Super Bowl. Yeah. If you win that, like, you know, the, our, our Super Bowl was against bloody Buffalo. That was that was the Super Bowl. Like mm. the Ravens was an anticlimax, and I don't know. I, I don't want to get. I don't want to get carried away, and I don't want to <coughs> be too confident. But mm. I I can't talk we myself out of it. Yeah. I've just I've got the I've got the Ravens game on in the background, right? And what we said earlier about about being well managed, I'm just watching this this say flowers moment again and and just watching them lose their head is It's a thing of beauty, isn't it? But you see you come up against these teams and, and Lamar won the MVP the first time and then they've taken like a lull. And then, the, I mean, the Chiefs have stayed there throughout their lull. They were good, had a lull, and come back, and the Chiefs just stayed there the whole time. It's mad. But this is this is the thing, Neil. These teams are playing so tense against the Chiefs because they don't know if they're going to be back here. The Chiefs know they're going to be back here, and they're 
experience level. They're playing so calm in these situations. These teams like Buffalo, they don't know if they're going to be back here. They've been here so many times and they haven't done it. The Bengals. But I, th- I think the other side of that is that they're they're playing knowing that they have to be perfect, and that in itself puts a pressure, an extra pressure on you that they're not dealing with because you can't you can't go into a game knowing you have to be immaculate because the guy on the other side is probably going to be as close to immaculate as you can get and he's better than you anyway <laughs> so like what do you what do you do like mm. i just the I joys don't. of having patrick mahomes I, absolutely bloody hell yeah I've, I've watched enough years of chiefs games watching shitty quarterbacks that you just have to enjoy they just treasure this span for now because whenever this is over there probably won't be another one of these for the Chiefs because it's just it's like the Patriots Mm. and could you name any other span of team that dominated the way we're doing at the moment Mm. I don't think there is one and do you know what the funny thing is you talk about legacy you talk about all these things and Andy was dynasty Andy was very, very good with Alex Smith, but he couldn't take us where we obviously mm. ultimately have got to. But I just wonder where this team as a whole, the defence would obviously still be very good, but where would this team be? Where would this roster be with any other quarterback? It's... Wildcard. It, yeah, you drop, you drop any of the quarterback in this situation and this this is the thing that I look at someone like Tua or Joe Burrow and I go well I've seen Joe Burrow with 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 no weapons and he was he was like not very good that first year but then he was a rookie so I kind of I kind of give you a pass I guess but it's going to get tougher for him mm. Josh Allen well you were garbo until Stephen like Stefan Diggs showed up and that's fine. This is all fine. But I'm just saying, Patrick Mahomes being able to elevate this team in particular. Wild. You win wild, wild. You win because you've got Patrick Mahomes, not you mm. win with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, 100%. And, and that's, the, that's the difference between him and pretty <clears throat> much all of the other quarterbacks. Is that, like you said, uh, he elevates everyone around him. Whereas mm-hmm. if you watched Lamar, would you say Lamar Jackson elevated everyone around him? No, I don't think <coughs> oh, he did. Josh Allen, did he elevate everyone around him? I don't think he did. Tua, no, certainly bloody didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're very good individual players and they elevate yes. themselves for these games. And Josh Allen was incredible, right? And they elevate yourself. Yeah, he did. He played he really, really elevated well. anybody else. Exactly that. And you trick yourself because games are close in the NFL because there's only so many possessions and there's only, I mean, can only score so many points. Games tend to be relatively close when it comes to this point in the season, because obviously there's another 53 players on each team that can have an impact on the game. But I think the level of Patrick like you you make these guys superstars all these other guys superstars you pick them out because they've played close games against against really good teams and they've won 
other games against really good teams. They've got really good records. But you put them against Patrick Mahomes, and in these moments with Andy Reid, just they, I, I think the level is is so far above what any other these guys can achieve. I just I can't put into words because you you can't really put into words what it is. It's just a clutch yeah. gene. It's just a yeah. clutch gene in moments. He's right or he wins just in the biggest, biggest moments, the biggest pressure cooker moments. It always comes up Patrick Mahomes. Wasn't it John Madden who said big players make big plays in big games? Like that, that is Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. That is that is the absolute perfect description of him. Like that's, it's just what he does. You know, when the game's on the line, who do you want? You want him. Just that's there's no other answer to that question. And in close games, you can always pick out. Like I was saying to you earlier about Wasp, and yeah, you can always pick out a play and just go. Just no one else could do that. The touchdown throw to Kelsey. Nobody's talking about that. That was a phenomenal <laughs> throw. Like he, he put it and, uh, on yeah. the only place that Kelsey could catch it without the defender. Was it Hamilton was covering or trying to mm. cover him? Like there was no defending that play whatsoever. There was not a chance. No. What what a throw that is. Just yeah. People, people. This is what makes me laugh, man. If you get so excited about that Josh Allen throw last week. Good throw, yeah, really yeah. like goods and decides. Brilliant, brilliant play. That throw the pass, flip it, eh? Yeah, that's you're right because I think they even mentioned it on the commentary, didn't they? They were like, it, it has to be on his back hip for him to have any yes. chance. And he could have walked, he put there it in the one, the one place. There. Yeah, yeah, wow, wow, that's right, wow. Right, should we wind this up for now? Um, There'll be more to come. There will be more to come. Um, I did want to give a shout out. We are having a Super Bowl meet up in Liverpool at the Longshot Bar. Um, So if you're interested in joining us, get your name in quickly because it's a ticketed event and we have a limited number of tickets. Um, But we kind of have to give the venue uh, numbers by thursday morning i think it is um so if if anyone's interested in joining us that'd be fantastic we'd love to see you there um if you're around the rest of the country keep an eye on the socials because there's people kind of posting already about being in london and being in leicester and being in a couple of other places so if you want people to meet up with then keep an eye on our socials and um you know tell us where you're going to be and we'll see if we can match you up with anyone who's going to be around the place. Um, right, we'll be back at some stage over the next two weeks, um, trying to get some guests on. Um, will they come on is another question, but hey, we'll give it a go. We'll see who we can mm-hmm. rustle up. Um, if not, you'll just have to put up with us again next week sometime, uh, and we'll do a Super Bowl preview. Um but I think that'll do us for now, Tom, or anything else? No, no, no just enjoy it. Like I said last week, enjoy just, it. just enjoy it, man. Like, you got two weeks to wait for this it's one. Long, it's kind of this is routine. the longest two weeks of the year. It's so weird because it feels like a relief that you're there almost at this point. 
Yeah. Doesn't it? It's, oh, again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I just don't like the other teams. <laughs> that, that, this, I, I think this is what it is. I didn't really mind the Ravens, quite quite like the Ravens. But then they acted like such petty little pricks at the start of the game and throughout the game. <laughs> I was just like, ah, beat these yeah, knobheads, Just beat man. them. Beat them. Like, I don't like Buffalo anyway. Don't like the Bengals. Don't really mind Miami because I just don't really see them as a threat. Yeah. But for me, it was more stopping anyone else when did it. <laughs> Whereas now it's like, right, crack on. Crack on. Okay, that's us done. Um, right, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, any feedback on all that malarkey you can give us, that'd be much appreciated. Uh, we will be back at some stage. Keep an eye on your uh, feeds for any more episodes we have. Uh, but in the meantime, this is Neil and Tomo saying goodbye for now.